The two dashed back to the temple of Mingguang. However, the back of the great hall was already absolutely empty, and there was only a pile of messily strewn red veils where those brides had stood earlier. Seeing this sight, Shirlian cried mentally, This is bad. This is bad. Darn it, darn it. Then he quickly picked up the veils on the ground. After he did so, he heard alarmed cries come from outside the temple. The two looked out the window and saw dozens of women in scarlet wedding dresses had formed a circle, slowly closing in on that group of villagers. Each of these women had pale and greenish faces, carrying a smile, their arms raised at level. They were the corpses of those brides from earlier. No one could remain calm while watching helplessly as they slowly closed in. The crowd didn't care to grab that bandaged boy anymore and fled. Xiao Ying immediately rushed over to support him. Shulian called out helplessly, Don't run. He had lost count of how many times he had said this tonight. Whenever something happened, he'd have to say it at least 30 to 40 times. Yet there would always be someone ignoring him. What a helpless affair. He waved his hand and the silk band, Ruya, flew out towards the sky. Then he made a casual hand sign and the silk band began whirling in the air on its own, like the mad dance of a celestial being, incredibly eye-catching. When those brides saw that there was something over this way that was lively and rapidly spinning, its tail also whipping at them from time to time, a good number of them were lured over. There were also seven that were attracted by the scent of blood in the deep of the forest, so they slowly hopped in that direction. Shirlian exclaimed, Follow them, Nanfeng. Don't let them go down the mountain. He didn't need to worry. Nanfeng had already gone off to chase them. Two of the brides came attacking in Shirlian's direction. Their fingers bright red, their nails sharp. Shirlian took out the red veils that he had collected off the ground earlier, tossing them out with both hands. Two of the veils spun as they shot out, covering squarely over the heads of those two brides. Instantly, their movements stopped. As expected, when the heavy bright red veils covered the eyes and noses of those brides' dead bodies, they could no longer see the shadows of mortals nor smell their scent. And since their corpses were stiff, they couldn't bend their own arms to remove the veils. They could only grab randomly at the air with their extended arms as if they were playing hide and seek. A scene like this was truly both horrifying and silly. Shirlian stood in front of them and tentatively waved his hand in front of the two brides' eyes. And when he saw that they were grabbing cluelessly in another direction, he contemplated for a moment. But in the end, he still couldn't help but say, Please forgive my impropriety, before seizing their arms and placing their claws on each other's necks. When the two brides suddenly felt something in their hands, their bodies shook, and since they couldn't see anything, they started strangling at each other viciously. Shirlian then quickly ran off with a wave of his hand, and the silk band Ruya followed him like a streak of white rainbow before landing on the ground to form a large white circle. Shirlian called after the people who were fleeing in all directions. Everyone, go into the circle. The group hesitated as they ran, but Xiaoying immediately helped that bandaged boy to stand inside. After some thought, she ran out again and dragged the little mob boss who was passed out on the ground in as well. Right then, 
one of the brides hopped off to the edge of the white circle, and her claws shot out to grab for them. Yet, it was as if there was a transparent wall that forcibly divided the space. Shirley noticed that she couldn't hop in, no matter how she tried, and quickly shouted, Everyone, come in quick. They can't come into the circle. When the men saw this, they hurried back like a hive of bees. Thankfully, Shirley had the silk band Roya burst to a great length beforehand, and the circle was big enough. Otherwise, he would actually be worried that there would be people squeezed out because it was too cramped. The brides couldn't hop into the circle and knew they couldn't do anything to the sign, so they uniformly spun around and lunged in Shirlian's direction whilst shrieking. However, Shirlian had already been waiting for them, and from his sleeve he pulled out a large bundle of veils. The many red cloths in his hand spun up, down, left, right, flying in all directions, both his hands and feet moving non-stop, covering each one as they came, swift and precise. With every bride veiled, the bride would begin to slow and feel around like a blind person. The veils in his hand were spun to blurs as they were thrown with ease, forming countless red silhouettes flying in the air. The people inside the circle actually started cheering in spite of themselves. Nice. Amazing. So amazing. You trained for this, right? When Shirlian heard them, he blurted out of habit, Thank you. Thank you. Please support my act with money if you have the means. Or support me with applause if you haven't. Wait. Only when the words had already come out did he notice that something was wrong. He'd actually got caught up and let slip the speech that he used to say whenever he basked and hurriedly stopped himself. When he was talking, several more brides jumped up, a jump that was surprisingly over seven meters high and three meters far, and in the split of a second, the stench of rot came before his eyes. Shirlian pushed off with the tip of his foot, his body sweeping past them, and whilst in the air, he mentally chanted the verbal password to a certain private communication array. Lingwen, Lingwen the All-Knowing, I have a question. Do you know if the Martial Guard of the North, General Meng Guang, had any intimate female friends? Ling Wen's voice rang in his ear. Your Highness, why do you ask? I've got a bit of a situation here right now. It's kind of urgent, Shilian said. I'm not gonna lie, there are a dozen dead people chasing after me right now. Huh? That's awful. Ling Wen was shocked. Not too horrible, Shilian said. So did he. I know this question is more personal in nature, and it's not easy to answer, which is why I didn't ask in the general communication array. It's necessary for the mission. The information will never be divulged. You've misunderstood, Your Highness, Lingwen replied. It's not that this question isn't easy to answer, but it's that old Pei really has had too many intimate female friends. Your question is so sudden. I don't know which one you're talking about at the moment. Shirlian almost slipped in his step. All right, then amongst General Pei's intimate female friends, is there one who is possessive, extremely jealous, and has some form of handicap? Now that you mention it, I really do recall someone, Ling Wen replied. Shirlian sent another two veils flying, causing another round of applause, and he spun around, cupping his hands at the audience in thanks. Tell me. Ling Wen began. Before Old Pei ascended, he was a general. He befriended the female general of the enemy state on the battlefield, 
someone extremely beautiful and fierce in character. Her name was Xuanji. Okay, Xuanji, Shilian acknowledged. Lingwen continued. General Pei is someone who, hmm, when he sees a beautiful woman, he'd have to go and entangle himself, even if there's a blade to his throat. This woman led an army and crossed swords with him and was defeated. Xuanji became a prisoner of war and was sent to the enemy camp. While the guards weren't paying attention, she was going to end herself on the spot. But she never succeeded. A general cut her verdant sword in half in one swing of his blade and saved her. This dashing general pay of the enemy state was thus the general Mingguang who later ascended. As for this general pay, one, he was always someone who cherished beauties, and two, the result of the war was already determined. So even if the fighting continued back and forth, the situation was already impossible to flip. And so Xuanji was released. All the ones and twos and backs and forths, it was easy to imagine what would occur. Just then, one of the brides caught Shirlian's leg and dug her fingers in, almost sinking her claws into his flesh. He wanted to kick out at first, but then realized that at this angle, he could only kick her face. Well, you can't hit a lady's face, Shirlian thought, so he changed his position and kicked her shoulder instead, while sending another veil flying. Sounds like a beautiful tale. It was a beautiful tale at first, Lingwen said, but what killed it was that Xuanji was adamant in being General Pei's lover for the rest of his life. Shirlian ran a couple of steps and leapt, scaling up the roof, then looked down at the five to six brides who continued to close in on him down below. He wiped his sweat. There isn't anything wrong for a woman to want to be the only lover in a lifetime. There isn't, Lingwen said. But when two countries clash, the battlefield is heartless. Those two had originally willingly agreed that it was going to be a short-lived affair, that today would exist but not tomorrow, and speak only of romance and not of war. But someone like Ol Pei, I'll be honest, it's already pretty good if he doesn't cheat on you. However, Xuanji was a dignified lady general, and intense in temperament. If it was something she wanted, she'd clutch on firmly without ever letting go. Hold on, hold on, Shirlian interrupted. Tell me first, is Xuanji handicapped? Where is she handicapped? It's her... Lingwen's voice abruptly came to a stop. For goodness sakes, Every time when he listened to the most important part, the bit of spiritual power that he'd borrowed would run out. It seemed next time he'd have to get straight to the point right from the start. In between flying and jumping, Shirlian rapidly reorganized his thoughts. If the bandaged boy wasn't the ghost groom, and this group of villagers had also confirmed that the ghost groom was not amongst them, then the only place left to hide was amongst the 17 brides. When he snuck into their fold, the ghost groom wasn't able to immediately spot that their numbers were wrong. On the flip side, when the ghost groom mixed in, Shirlian also couldn't notice that there was an extra corpse with only one look. Now that he thought about it closely, after the silk band Ruya had injured the ghost groom, he only saw a ball of black smoke stealing for the forest. But he couldn't guarantee that the ball of black smoke contained a person for sure. What probably happened was that when he rushed out the temple entrance to give chase, 
The ghost groom remained in the temple full of black smoke, brushing past him and returning to the back of the hall, hiding itself like a leaf amongst the trees and mixing in with the corpses of the bride. Then the ghost groom wasn't a groom at all, but a bride, a woman dressed in a wedding dress. Since it was a woman, then many things could be explained. For example, why there was no temple of Ming Guang in or around Mount Yujin. It wasn't that the locals didn't want to build temples. It was because they couldn't. Xiaoying had said, every time the construction of a temple of Ming Guang was in the works, there would always be a fire for some reason halfway through the construction. This didn't sound like a coincidence at all and could be nothing but arson. Why set fire to burn temples? Under normal circumstances, it was because of hatred. So then why would there be a temple of Mingguang on Mount Yujin that was locked within an enchantment without visitors? Yet the maintenance and craftwork of the divine statue within the temple were exquisite. Why was the ghost bride donned in a wedding dress, but couldn't bear to see other brides in wedding dresses smile when passing through Mount Yujin? When every dot was connected, other than jealousy and possessiveness, Shirlian couldn't think of any other answers. And that odd sound, like cloth-covered sticks dragging something heavy. If it was truly the sound of footsteps, then Shirlian could only think of one possibility. Every bride that was chasing him had been veiled. Shirlian had finally landed back onto the ground. He let out a sigh, steadied himself, then straightened up to count. One, two, three, four, ten. Seven brides had hopped into the forest, and Nanfeng had gone to chase them. He veiled ten brides, and they were all here. Then there was only one more that had not yet shown itself. Right then, he heard the familiar sound of thump, 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 coming from behind him. Shirlian slowly turned around and an extremely short and small form reflected in his vision. He drew in a small breath and thought, I knew it. The short and small woman before his eyes was dressed in red wedding robes, but there was no air of joy, only sorrow. The reason she was short wasn't because that was her natural stature, but because she was kneeling on the ground. The bones of both her legs were already broken, but the legs remained and she had been using her knees to walk all this time. The odd thump-thump sound that he heard was the sound of her dragging her two broken legs to hop on the ground.